Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 268. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome. Today's blog is inspired slash provoked by a visit from a local politician to our apartment. Like the actual apartment door. She was here, right here, at our door. It's amazing. That's never happened before. (laughs) Maybe it's totally normal in other places, but here it's pretty unusual. Um, So yeah, so it's a conversation we had with her about the arts and supporting the arts and whatnot. Um, So let me read it to you. It is called The Arts Save the Children. We had a hopeful politician come to our door campaigning. And so we asked her about what she'd do for the arts. She said she understood the value of the arts, that they kept kids out of trouble the way sports had for her as a kid. So she supports them. It's a sweet story, really. I enjoyed that story, and I like this politician a lot, but I hate the reasoning. First, supporting arts programs for kids is not supporting the arts. It's great, and I spent many years in those trenches, but arts education is not the entirety of the arts. This is a common conflation, though, and artists do it as much as anyone, usually when they're trying to raise money for an arts program. The other part of it I hate is the way it sets up art as just a method for keeping kids busy. It's like an after-school job or a club or something. This framing also tends to travel hand-in-hand with setting art up as a savior for troubled children. I'm particularly sensitive to this one because I used to believe it. I used to be in classrooms trying to save the children with Shakespeare or music or whatever. In some cases, the people who sent me into these classrooms also wanted me to save the children with my theatrical magic. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not saying it's not possible for a child to discover an art and find their way to a new future that might be seen as saving them. That sort of thing does happen. I have seen it happen myself, but it does not happen often. And it can't be planned for. But it's also not unique to the arts. Anything could save a wayward child. It could be sports, it could be cooking, it could be knitting, it could be watching Wheel of Fortune. Basically, anything that lights a person up and gets them going can save a person. The arts are perhaps more likely than Wheel of Fortune to engage a child, but it's all really up to chance. Why should we support the arts if not to save wayward children? What are they good for besides keeping kids out of trouble? The arts are good for our souls, okay? Maybe we're not supposed to use words like that when it comes to finding funds and government support, but that is fundamentally what is at stake. When the going gets tough, people turn to the arts. During this last year of trauma and lockdown, when so much became inaccessible, many people turned to music, turned to stories in multiple formats. It's not a hug from your mom, but it'll do you good. 
A culture is judged by its arts, and a culture that doesn't support its artists is going to lose them. They'll emigrate, or cease to be artists, or their wells will dry up, and the faucet that pours out stories and meaning might not deliver like it needs to at a certain point. What do we need to say to our politicians so they understand? How do we help them see artists as more than an after-school program? For years, our arts leaders have been attempting to make the economic argument about how much the arts contribute to the economy, and if, after this year of artistic devastation and all the economic devastation that surrounds that, they still don't get it, I don't know that they ever will. I think we have to just talk about the source, that arts are good for our culture, our souls, and our social identity. The politician who came to our door was elected, while the more arts-forward candidate lost. So now the task becomes how to help her do more than just say she supports the arts. Now we have to help her learn how to actually support them. So one of the readers of the blog was like, oh, you should send this to that politician. And, you know, I might. But she's actually technically not been elected yet, even though I sort of make it sound like she was. Uh, And that's just due to some quirks of New York City politics, which is that the real election, like the moment of choice, really happens in the primary. And... Uh, that's where what's what happened here. That's this is a primary for city council, um, and the actual general election has not yet happened. So she is not yet our elected official, although she is as much elected as one could possibly be. I mean, unless a Republican decides to run in this uh, race, which I don't think has ever happened before, uh, she's gonna she's she will be our city council person but is not yet. Um, So that's some granular details of of New York City's funny funny ways. Um, And for those of you who are, you know, super keen on on hyper-local politics, which I, I have, in fact, talked about before and was surprised generated as much interest as it did, Um, This is the the politician who came to the door was Tiffany Caban, who um, we were huge like fans of went in her race uh, to be the D.A. of Queens. Um, And it was like a super like nail biter of an election. She lost by like 12 votes, I think 12 or it's somewhere between 12 and 60. It was all super complicated. And, you know, they had like the courts counting ballots and people, you know, some, some ballots were thrown out and anyway, it was a mess. Um, so she's not the DA and, uh, I think she would have been a great DA and I hope she'll be a great city council person. I was surprised to end up not putting her as my first choice, mostly because of this kind of arts concern and a couple of other things too, where she's like going to be amazing on issues of, um, sort of like uh, like police issues. She, her, her main interest is ending the carceral system, 
so she's going to be amazing in all of that. I, I just was worried she was not going to, you know, step up for the arts the way that I would like. But now it's our job to help her. So, yeah. Um, she's pretty neat. So hopefully it's going to be great. But again, she is not yet elected. <laughs> Who knows? Who kn- it, it's a, it's a, it's a, stranger things have happened, I'm sure. Anyway, I, uh, it's about the arts, right? So, like, I hope, I hope some, I don't know, maybe one day this country will, will care about the arts again. I'm not sure we're there yet, though. <laughs> so, today's song. I was trying to think about songs about saving the children, and there's, like, nothing really great in that arena, or at least that I could sing. Um, I looked up songs about children. I looked up songs looked up, looked up songs about kids. That's how I ended up doing Trouble Child last week. Um, but in the end, I don't know. At a certain point, I was like, "What? What would actually save the children? Like, is there something that I would really want kids to learn?" And <laughs> it was weirdly. Uh, the song that just kind of popped into my mind. And I couldn't even remember what the song was, but I knew there was a song where the audience shouted at the singer, that's a lie. And I was like, well, it has to be, that's like, that's the, that's the lesson I would want children to really learn is how to shout at an authority figure that something is a lie when it is a lie. That feels like that would be the most I don't know, like it would be the most meaningful change in our educational system is to have to train up a bunch of kids to just shout that's a lie when it's a lie. I I feel like so much bad that has happened has happened because people can't identify a lie or they don't feel comfortable saying that it's a lie. Anyway, so that song that has an answer back of that's a lie is actually a song by Joe Hill from, you know, back in the day, and a song that I first heard um, on the Utah Phillips Ani DeFranco album, Fellow Workers. Um, On that album, it's called Pie in the Sky. Um, It is usually called Preacher and the Slave. I understand why they changed it to Pie in the Sky, and I'm going to go with that too, just because there's no mention of slavery in the song, and it feels like it's kind of... Uh, it's weirdly insensitive <laughs> to, to like what actual slavery is. So, um, so I'm going with pie in the sky. And uh, the other thing that's funny about this song is that I had a whole conversation about it uh, with someone, one of my lovely patrons. Um, I feel like it was like a year or two ago. And I, I was like, what is this song pie in the sky? Like as if I'd never heard it, even though like <laughs> I, clearly do I know it I know like I just somehow couldn't place it and I think it's because it has such a long history and I was catching up with that history sort of very late and my knowledge of the song came from this like funny album from I don't even know when that album came out 2000 2000 2001 something like that Anyway, if you get a chance to listen to Utah Phillips doing this song, it is just so I, I love it. 
and especially I hadn't heard it before. I started like listening to different versions of this song, um, but there's one from his album uh, that's just him solo um, under the preacher and the slave, and it it is it has this story that he tells before he he does the song about what how they would um, sort of front load this song, like how they'd get it going, because apparently. Um, anyway, I'll, I won't tell you the story. Listen to Utah Phillips tell it because it is super fantastic and appeals to every fabulous, like, performer, busker muscle that I have. Um, so, yeah, ch- check that out if you get a chance. Just uh, It's on Spotify. Preacher and the Slave, Utah Phillips, by himself. And then singing, listen to the, his version with Ani DeFranco, too. It has a whole choir. It's fun. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the song. It it is, uh, chief value for me is in its, in its audience telling the singer that something is a lie. There's a lot more value in it though, by the way, (laughs) for the, for this post, for, for the message of this post of saving the children, uh, with art. So. Uh, I will play that for you in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. And also, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, if you would like to support it, you can share it in all the places to all the people. Uh, you could also support it on Patreon, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also PayPal and Kofi. All those links are in the show notes. And uh, always support is always always appreciated in any format literally all of them are great (laughs) Uh, so so thank you even just thinking good thoughts love it so uh here it is in a moment i'm back on guitar guys what i'm back home with my actual mic and my actual guitar i haven't played my guitar in a while so here it is. Here is uh, Joe Hill's Pie in the Sky. And uh, I, I have pretended I am my own chorus since I am not with you as an audience. If we were all live together, I would, sh- you know, teach you the call and response sections of the song. And we'd all sing it together and we'd practice it. It would be fun. And you would shout, that's a lie at me. And that would be so awesome. Uh, but alas, we are we are not in an audience together. So I am have attempted to be my own cor- two person chorus uh, on those bits. Um, but if you feel like joining in, please do. That would please me quite a lot. Uh, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> you can listen to it a couple times. You're you're in control as the as the person with the podcast app. You're in control of the sound. You can repeat and repeat if you want to. Anyway, here it is. Pie in the sky. Long-haired preachers come out every night Try to tell you what's wrong and what's right But when asked about something to eat They will answer in voices so sweet You will eat Glorious land in the sky, working 
that's a lie. And the starvation army they play, and they sing and they clap and they pray till they get all your coin on the drum. Then they tell you when you're on the bum, you will eat, you will eat by and by, by and by, in that glorious land above the sky, way up high, work and pray, work and pray, live on hay, live on hay, you'll get pie in the sky when you die, that's a lie. Working folk of all countries unite. Side by side we for freedom will fight When the world and its wealth we have gained To the rafters we'll sing this refrain You will eat by and by When you've learned how to cook and how to fry Chop some wood, do you good 